Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now launching SECQB in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have lift off. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SEC QB podcast. I am your producer, Alex Carter, here with my thumb piano. Let's see that. What is that? Oh, my God. Well, it's called a thumb piano. Wow. Where'd you get that? Like an antique store? Is that a hand-me-down? Or? No, I think I... Uh... You're just like a universal mu- musician. You've got... He's the sound effects guy, dude. He's he's the guy that figured out that coconuts made the horse trough. You know, the horse. You know, he was that guy on the Monty Python set. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. We're joined by our great former LSU QB standout, Zach Mittenberger. I don't know about great. Above average <laughs> is usually what I get. All right, our above average former LSU QB standout, Zach Benberg, <laughs> and oh, our man. beautiful, bald co-host, Riley Stinyard. How's it going, man? Hey, thanks for having me. It's never been called beautiful before. I think Zach <laughs> called me bald, the balded, bearded wonder or something last week. I'm like, man. Hey, man, just own it. You send your voice, uh, you know. Oh, it's been owned for yeah, years now. Yeah, Big Tom didn't set y'all up for success on the hair game. <laughs> <laughs> So what's up, dude? We got a recap, right? Yeah, we had a short week last week. Got another one this week, but uh, we had Arkansas Pine Bluff. They got on the board against Arkansas, forty-five to three. There, didn't got watch a lick of that late. one. Yep, got that. Uh, but good for Arkansas. Get the offense out there and score some points. I'm, I'm assuming that's a, a confidence booster. They've got a tough part of the schedule in and out the season. So, yeah. would you uh, rather do a, a start of the season cupcake or a mid-season cupcake? I mean, honestly, I was having this conversation the other day with a buddy. You know, everybody's wanting to expand this the playoff to six teams, and you were talking last week, Zach, about how you know we're just going to see tons of injuries. It's going to you're going to end up seeing a you know a veteran, four year veteran style guy coming in as a rookie when it comes to wear and tear on the body. But I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of cupcake games because the majority of these cupcake games are pointless. A B, you're going to have a bunch of guys that do get injured or some guys that do get injured in those games. You're not playing full speed. Yeah, it's good for exposure, but it's still not exposure for, for second and third string guys. It's not exposure like they're going to have in conference play. So I think that they need to cut the – if they're going to expand the playoffs in the next year or two or whenever it is, they need to cut the season down, get rid of the cupcakes, do two bye weeks, and play an all-conference schedule. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, the the catch to that when they expand the playoffs, you know – what was it, Kiffin? Who somebody was? I forget who was talking about it, but they, you know they're saying then we're going to have to play all SEC teams. Yeah, and like what, you know Cincinnati or someone like that. They get to play at least you know seven quote quote unquote cupcakes, sure. right? You know, yeah. so how how do you justify a three loss SEC team to undefeated you know Power Five team? You know that's oh. where it's going to start getting yeah, but hairy. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that you end up. You know, with, with the way the conferences are about to restructure in the next three or four years, too, I think we're going to end up having a power four conference. I don't think there's going to be five power conferences with the way everything's realigning. So, I mean, I, you look at it the way it is. I mean, if you have an undefeated Cincinnati team that have played nobody, no ranked teams or one ranked team, and then you've got a two loss SEC uh, 
team whose two losses are against top five or top ten SEC opponents, uh, you, you get they've got they gain credibility there, and you and you've got room for more teams. So you can have you can throw in those one offs, the a Notre Dame or or a Cincinnati. Who don't yeah, I mean, and that, I think that's their answer to yeah, you know that question. All right, all these damn small schools are bitching at us when they. You know, the UCFs of the world, the Cincinnati's of the world, they're always bitching at us about dying to get into the playoff. All right, here you go, suckers. Yeah. We're gonna expand this thing. You guys want it. We're gonna we're gonna make money off of it. Y'all get to play five more games. Yeah. I mean I think but that's hopefully, the way. hopefully five more games. But, whatever but, to, but to answer your question, I'd rather have a preseason or beginning of the season cupcake game than a midseason just because I, i'd rather have you know you'd rather have a bye week just just because based off what i was saying a midseason cupcake game you've got a bunch of guys banged up nicked up you got you know that's just really an opportunity a game like that arkansas versus arkansas pine bluff arkansas needed this game more than they thought they should probably because they lost some mojo on offense their defense struggled with auburn and uh the week before and so you know, the, the Arkansas needed this game to kind of, I think, build some confidence. But overall, you know, you look at a team like Georgia. Say say Georgia was playing in Arkansas Pine Bluff or, you know, even – hell, I I know it's a state rivalry, but it's not a cupcake game. But Georgia Tech, that's I mean, a they game – They got a playoff? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's a game where Georgia ends up having a higher – you've got your season completed leading up to that point. You're going to the SEC Championship game. <laughs> I mean, do you – continue to try to play everybody and get better or i mean you're risking injury there you know and it's yeah, like when it gets the most important part of the season so i think a warm-up game uh, against a cupcake team at the beginning of the season's good work kinks out knock rust off figure some things out get some guys some in-game opportunities to see what your personnel is going to look like for the year but um these middle these mid-season ones are just kind of they kind of throw a wrench in there man and you know you just hope that your team whoever your team is whoever your guys are you're hoping everybody stays healthy and gets out of there. And yeah. you don't want to get app stated like they did in Michigan. You yeah. Know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Stuff. You play you play someone beginning of the season, right? And you're not, you know, you'd rather not be crisp against, you know, a ranked team, right? Because then you could say, oh, they're ranked, you know. But, you know, I understand the preseason tune-up. You want your guys to to go out there, get, get fresh, figure it out. Then you play your, you know. A little bit tougher matchup with Power Five or whatever, and then you get into you know I get that, you know these these midseason kind of uh, cupcakes, almost like a bye week, you know you kind of you know workload management for yeah. guys who start, you know then you go in if it goes well you're pulling them out all out, you know at a certain point you're going to develop your young guys. Unfortunately, you might have to. Oh, I guess not anymore. But it used to be you burn a red shirt on a guy midseason cupcake. Hey, you're going in there for, you know, three series. There goes your red shirt. Yeah, there goes your red shirt. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't really. You know, it never made a difference to me. I don't. I think we only played. You know, at LSU only played cupcakes. Um, beginning of the year, and for some reason, wearing the purple jerseys, we'd somehow try to keep it close and screw up. God, every time. Purple jerseys are just unlucky. McNeese State, <laughs> they might have our number because we can only say. seem to beat them by like 17. Um, but yeah, NFL, there's no cupcakes. You just uh, you're praying for that off week to get healthy and to clear your mind and you know, actually spend some time with your family for a, you know, more than six hours at a time. So I don't know. Arkansas did well. They who they got this week? They're off, right? So yeah, they got a double off week. Yeah. 
So hopefully that's not detrimental. Hopefully that's not something that'll lull them and they got it, you know, get yeah, back they, from that two week, you know, two week break. So well, yeah, they they had Arkansas Pine Bluff by week this week, and then I think Mississippi State goes to Fayetteville next week. So yeah, you know, you just hope you lose your fo- you stay focused. You know, also you think about um, you know, like Auburn, the, the teams that had the bye week this past week. You know, you got Auburn coming off of that game that you know the, the last game we saw them play was against Arkansas, where they. Bo Nick showed up like we talked about last week. You know, Auburn looked really good. And as soon as they kind of hit that momentum and it's on a road game, they come back into a bye week. Zach, how does that affect you? Or do or, or how do you perceive that affects a team like Auburn that's got a new coach and they're they've been a little bit of a roller coaster team this year, up and down. I mean, you think that that behooves them or is that is that gonna be a pain point coming back and having to sit still for a week and try to keep that momentum coming back into a big game they've got this week with Ole Miss coming to the plains? Uh, you know, we always took our bye week before Bama, you know, and I just feel like, you know, that, that was just kind of one that they wanted to plan that way. Uh, get a little extra prep for, for Lane and the boys. Uh, cause again, that's, um, attainable win, right? When you go against Bama, you're kind of like, uh, we got to play like legit perfect game. You know, you feel like Auburn and Ole Miss, you know, maybe closer in stature, right? Yeah. So they want to get their bye week. They want to get Bo ready for the looks he's going to get. They're going to try and come out firing. Um, but sometimes it is tough to get, you know, get that rust and sleep knocked off from the off week. Um, but I think Harson's a guy that's just, you know, probably a real ball buster on a off week. So, uh, you know, they, they probably got an extra day off, but, you know, he's going to have them ready. Yeah, business as usual. All right, LSU, you know, God bless I felt like I, I picked Ole Miss last week to win that game, but I felt like LSU was going to – you know, this they were never really in the game. They just couldn't – they got down early and then they just couldn't get back in it. Do you think that was coming off of a high with the win against Florida or is it just kind of true true color show, get on the road, get out of the Tiger Stadium and – you know, I don't know. I don't know if they could, you know – not to take away from Ole Miss either. I think Ole Miss yeah, is a, they're, is a they're good, really good, good football they're team. They're a good yeah. team. It's just, you know, after beating, I don't know, on 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 the road, you know, maybe I, – I don't know. I don't have the answers for yeah. why. You know, you go kick Nobody the shit does. out of yeah. somebody and then you go and then you lay an egg and, you know, look like, you know, the team that, that got you fired. So, I, I don't know. I will say that I think that the fact that Ole Miss, they held Ole Miss to 31 points, I know that's uh, it just sounds weird saying that out loud. They only scored 31 <laughs> points. That used to be, you know, 10 years ago, if you're scoring 31 points, you, you won. But, um, you know, I think that that's – you can put a, a feather in that cap uh, because Ole Miss has been putting up points and points and points, especially at home. And so I know that's a tough game, tough atmosphere, and Ole Miss got the win. I do think that was huge for Ole Miss – um, kind of rolling into this week. They've got a big road game. We'll talk about in a little bit. But Ole Miss takes the win. Uh, Mississippi State, Carter, what happened to your Commodores, man? What do you mean? We scored six points. We rushed the ball <laughs> oh, was it all six? of nine well, yards, how many, man. How many, they, yeah, how many rushing was, yards? And you say nine? Yeah, nine. I think it was nine. It, wasn't, it hey. wasn't fantastic numbers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, what do you do if you're that coaching staff at this point? Like, you go, you play a, you know, not a Mississippi State, you don't think of like as a formidable defensive unit, and you go out there and rush for nine yards at home. 
Ooh. Yeah. That's good, tough. Good it, thing they got good academics and a hell of a medical school. I'm going to tell you this, though. <laughs> Looking at these stats, Mississippi State only – they've got a rushing problem. Mississippi State only rushed for 61 yards. Well, That's they don't, right. That's they what don't saying. What was their passing yards? 400-something? <laughs> if, uh, if we broke that down, how many yeah. were screens? So then you add that. 61. So, you know, that's probably another, you know, screen, yeah, 100 yards of screen. So that's run yards. Yeah. So, Mike Leach gets it. He's, yeah, you know, he he's a quarterback he's like, guy. He's like, yeah. why hand it off? I want my yeah. QB to get the stats. <laughs> exactly. He's like, if I'm going to run the ball, I'm just going to throw it laterally really quickly. <laughs> Spread Dude, the field and go. His post game, his post game interview. Please did y'all see that? that? Please did talk see, about did that. Carter, did you see this shit? No. Oh, talking, about, talking about his candy. Oh, my God. God, I love the guy. Man. Yeah. So, so the reporter comes up to him and asks him about what his favorite Halloween candy is because there's a rumor going around that he doesn't like candy corn. And he goes on like this three minute. Oh, well, he starts off. He goes, Oh, candy, oh, goes, candy corn. I hate it. He was disgusted <laughs> by candy corn. And then he goes into this like two and a half minute rant off based off that basic question about why he hates candy corn so much. <laughs> what all, the, what all candies he's like, he's like, loves, loves gu- gummies, gummy bears. And she's like, okay. sour ones or regular gummy bears. And he says, the important question. Uh, he's like, just regular gummy bears. He's it's like, gotta, yeah, gotta be the hair bow. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> But then no, he goes, he goes the dead gum. He goes, Oh, and then the spree. The spree in the box, right? The ones that you used. To, oh, he goes, uh, yeah. I get those. He goes, oh, phenomenal. He said, you got to go to Dollar General to get those. Yeah, I got to go to Dollar General to get them. It's the only place you can find them. And then he ties it off with the, oh, and then those those nerds clusters things. And the girl's like, oh, the nerds gummies. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I like. That's what I like. But like the whole time, he's like, it looks like he's just got like a, like a fog. You know, yeah. like he just he just ripped the biggest doobie ever. Asked him about <laughs> yeah, candy. He never, never cracked a smile. It was so serious. Just talking yeah. circles. You know, yeah. how does that guy recruit people? You're Dude, somebody's like, mother, and you sit in a room with him, and you're just like, <laughs> you got to be like me. You got to be like, I fucking love this guy, or this guy's insane. There's yeah. no in between. Um, <laughs> I, I ended up getting on, getting going down a wormhole uh, Ooh, online. Look. Looking for uh, after I saw that interview, I was losing it, and I was like, "Man!" And it made me remember a couple of his past interviews. So I get on YouTube and start finding one. I found one I hadn't seen before. Actually, somebody texted me. They said, "Have you ever seen his interview from Washington when he's head coach at Washington State about marriage?" And I was like, "No, I've got to see it." I said, "Send it to me." They sent it to me. It's a three minute, another three minute rant. Somebody asked him a question about marriage advice or wedding advice. Somebody was getting married, and he was like. Yeah, you're. You know, I'm not going to botch it because, but, but go look it up and watch it. It's hysterical. <laughs> so everyone listening, Grandma Riley's grandmother, go listen to it. Uh, I mean, the pirate dude. I'm telling y'all every week, the pirate. He's the man. All right, then. Uh, uh, SC Tamu Tamu curb stomp. Uh, Tennessee Bama. Tennessee can, came out. Tennessee came out swinging, man. I mean, they had scoring points against Bama. Yep. Tennessee early, fans are pumped. Or an early, early two, or early touchdown lead and move the ball, but then Bama just, you know, that they had some big drops that they don't usually have. They figured some things out at halftime, and Tennessee, you know, kind of Tennessee their way out of there. But Bama uh, ended up covering. So that's all that matters. All What's that our matters. app? What's our app? That plug our app. Bet online. Bet, Bet online. online. Bama cover AG. the spread. All right, moving on to week nine this week coming up. I mean, we had five games last week. Now we're down to four. 
Yeah, another short week. Mm. But Halloween weekend coming up next weekend is always just a hellacious week of football, I think. We got some good games. But this week, let's start with Mizzou Vandy. Pick them. All right. Carter. Yeah, no, starting with me. Well, with I you. mean, well, obviously, the, if the Vandy's at home, you're in Nashville. You got to pick it. Well, you know, hot off the the six point incredible performance by Vandy, <laughs> I think uh, Missouri's going to beat them. <laughs> you're, you're bailing on the hunt. I'm I'm bailing on Vandy this time. Missouri's a stronger team than they have been in the past, and uh, Vandy and Missouri they they don't play each other well. Well, Vandy doesn't play Missouri very well. Well, I got. It's tough. You know, Vandy showed up against USC. Mizzou's kind of in that in that range. But Vandy, I mean, gosh, everything's against them. So I'm going with Mizzou. Basilak. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, there's just no way to get behind Vandy right now. Um we're talking about quarterback problems, coaching issues, you know, they don't they're rushing for nine yards a game. I mean, but that's a tough game. That's another one of those things like Missouri and Vanderbilt. It's like if you have anything, if you have anything else going on at two o'clock on Saturday in Nashville, I mean, there's going to be a ton of Missouri jerks around there. I mean, every SEC game at Vanderbilt, there is a Midtown just you know mosh pit of whatever team is away fans. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. stressful, stressful. Ole Miss going to Auburn. Talked about that. Ole Miss coming off the win against LSU. Auburn coming off the bye week. Uh, Auburn's favored to win this game uh, by two and a half at home. Tough place to play. It's a night game. Yep. You know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. This is a tough one to pick, and, and I'm not. I'm going to break it down a little bit just to help oh. myself think. Just just to help myself think who I'm going to pick. All right. All right. Uh, I'm trying to separate the heart and the head here, but so if Auburn if <laughs> It just depends on which teams we see. So both these teams either show up or they don't show up. Like, you know, you it's is it the Ole Miss team that showed up against Bama or is it going to be, you know, the Ole Miss team that's putting up 40-something points and defense shows up some. And Auburn, you know, is, are they going to be the squeaky clean team they were against Arkansas? I mean, I think the key for, for Auburn is they're going to have to slow down Ole Miss. Uh, they're going to have to run good zone defense and execute it well. Bo Nix is going to have to play like he did. Uh, last week, they they know they're going to be able to rush run the football. Alabama gave every team for the rest of the season a good blueprint on how to beat Ole Miss early, um, and that's to you know kind of dominate the run game and show that you've got a run game. Then rely on your play action and your in your um, your passing game from there. Um, so I think I think Auburn's going to have to come out and play sound defense, obviously, but. Uh, more importantly, establish the run game early with Tank Bigsby and company, and then Bo Nix cannot make mistakes in this game. But I don't think they're going to do that. I'm going with Ole Miss to win. Is that a hot take? Not nah, really. Not really. I mean, they're they're an underdog. <laughs> I on wouldn't the road. know. I wouldn't know the difference between a, a hot take and my own ass. Put it right yeah. in front of me. <laughs> it's not. It's not a hot take. It's a big game for the West, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, a lot of implications for sure. What do you got there, AC? I'm going to go with Auburn because it's at home, and I think home field advantage is just so good this year. I'm picking Ole Miss because Riley picked Ole Miss. All aboard, baby. Come on. All aboard the pain train. <laughs> the the pain train, the lane train. Dude, those commercials were great. Don't, <laughs> what is it, Riley? What, what was that uh, guy's name? God. 
Why did you put me on the spot? Ah, oh, I bet Connor. If we called Connor Neighbors, can we he phone knows. a friend? He knows exactly yeah, every single right. word to that commercial. Yeah. All right, on to Kentucky, Mississippi State Pirates, which I think they should change their mascot to the Pirates. But um, I'm gonna I uh, I want as much as I want to take Mississippi State. This is a, yeah, this is a tough pick. Of really, you got Mark <laughs> Stoops and Mike Leach, two of my favorite human beings uh, on earth. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're gonna get you know get a beer together night before oh, the game. No doubt, no question. Um, flip a coin, flip a coin. Flip a coin. Hey, you know what? Pull that eight ball out. There we go. Golly. Eight ball's got some dust on it, doesn't it? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> polish her off. Will Mississippi State Pirates beat the Kentucky Blue Wildcats? Will Mississippi beat Kentucky? Contacting the Oracle. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Running out of juices. <laughs> shake it up again shake it up again what is happening <laughs> ask again later oh well shake it up again come yeah, on i need again. i gotta yeah, know this is my pick yeah. eight balls being lazy yeah figure it out eight ball <laughs> had been working for a few weeks <laughs> called to action outlook good there so, you go so you're taking mississippi state i'm taking mississippi state let's go <laughs> what if you know there's got to be at least one one Team idiot street. in Vegas who has eight ball with him everywhere, and he goes and, and makes his bets at the little at the little window, and he's like, "Okay, okay." Circles his little pick <laughs> in the parlay. Um, Riley, you need to start doing that. You get like like get one on a keychain, so you can just always have it with you, like a little <laughs> mini eight ball. If there is somebody like a rapper or somebody you know that like got a diamond like eight ball chain, oh yeah, that could like, like, like they could the, rattle the actual thing. Yeah. So like yeah, the, the outside of the eight balls plated. diamonds, yeah, <laughs> yes. that'd be dope. Yeah. I'm not getting off my to, to answer your question. I'm sticking with Kentucky. I'm not getting off my Mark Stoops train. I'm just too big of a fan. Um, can you like I, call them and ask if you can shadow him for a day? Just be like, yeah, hey, can I job shadow? Around. He's he's my hero, my inspiration for breathing. <laughs> he's one of my favorite people like, on earth. Can um, we just have a PBR together, Coach Stoops? Yeah. Oh, he, he, I don't think that guy's drinking one beer in, in a sitting ever. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a one beer guy. And that's good because I'm not either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got the Wildcats going down to Starkville and winning. Um, Rodriguez, dude, totes the rock. Yeah. I, I just think that Kentucky's an overall better team, like well rounded wise, all three facets of the game. I just don't see, I mean, Mississippi State's going to be able to spread it out. We know they're going to throw the ball 70 times, but. Uh, Kentucky's defense is good, honestly, and um, I think they get it done. But it, 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 that'll be a good one. Kentucky's favored one and a half points, just for reference. Uh, that means you know, nothing to me. It means nothing. Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty much a pick. Yeah, yeah. so it's a pick. Em. AC, what do you got there, hombre? I'm going with Kentucky winning this one and beating the uh, the spree out of the Mike, Mike Leach. <laughs> beating the spree <laughs> out, the out spree of Mike out Leach. Of All right, game of the week. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I saw my first set of boobs at a Georgia-Florida game. <laughs> really? I think it was like 02, 03. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. What Nothing the, better than being the, like a 
when was can we it? break can we break that down like in the game in the stadium tailgating it was tailgating before and you know you're just like a kid trolling following your drunk parents they don't know where yeah. they're going you sure as hell don't you're just hoping not to get abducted um <laughs> you don't you don't want to end up like joe Durte. <laughs> yeah no no joe Durte getting, Mom, lo- le- getting left at the grand canyon um but yeah just passing through and then it's you know like mardi gras style like some drunk guy wearing jean shorts like show me your boobs and i mean i'm not saying this was co-ed boobies either people um so my first first set of boobs i saw were not great long story short (laughs) (laughs) but it was was a great time uh this is back in the day where like georgia could like literally kick everyone's ass and they'd somehow lose to florida every single year they go into the sec championship with like 12 and one record then win the sugar bowl but because of florida they never got a national championship. Dumb. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. How did I know that it was going to be a Florida fan? No, oh, come on. Duh. <laughs> That's great. Come on. <laughs> she, had, she, had, she had more boobs than teeth. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's uh, good. So, in that case, George is going to stomp, like, just stomp the crap out of the Gators. You think They're, so? Yeah. I mean, all the Georgia fans just, you know, do thumb. An index finger, little baby gators. Florida baby fans, gators. Little, they can't stand it. Baby they can't chomps. stand it. I'm going dogs on top. Oh, I just, I hate saying that too. I hate when Georgia fans <laughs> say that. Dogs on top. So, I mean, here's my thing. I've got a weird, eerie feeling about this football game. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this up front. I think Georgia wins the football game. Uh, but Georgia's favored. They're supposed to win by two touchdowns, according to Vegas. They're favored 14 points. This just seems like one of those Dan Mullen games right here. You get in Georgia out of, you know, both teams playing a neutral side, obviously. Uh, get Georgia right in their comfort zone. Georgia hasn't Georgia'd yet. Like you were just saying, Zach, like they always have. I don't think they're going to lose the game. I don't. I think they're the best team in the country, but I think it's going to end up being a, a better game than what Vegas thinks, especially. But I, th- I think Georgia and Florida fans kind of know and expect that because of this rivalry. In the past, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like records and rankings out the window coming to a game like this. Um, I mean, Georgia, let's, let's let's you know talking about this game. You know, this is a quarterback podcast after all. I mean, who the hell is you know playing quarterback for either one of these teams? I know it's question mark. I mean, they've both got. I mean, I think at Georgia, you know, it's. I, I think you stick with Stetson Bennett. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, what? I don't care what JT Daniels is. Number one ability is availability, and the guy just sure. How can you be the leader and the dude? And like, I don't know, just all the hype and everything. It's just like one one injury after another, and I'm not knocking the guy because like, but like, he's just got. I would if I was him, I would try to play through some of this crap because I'm getting a bit of a label. Yeah, he he should try to get an nil deal with somebody based off his, you know, like Johnson and Johnson, like a band aid <laughs> deal. Gold bond. Yeah. Gold bond. Oh God. Boudreaux's butt paste for all them, all them red asses out there. <laughs> I think, uh, on the other side, the other team though, Zach, to answer your question, I, I mean, is Anthony Richardson going to be the guy? I feel like yeah, Anthony Richardson yeah. is a guy that's, uh, he kind of needs, he needs more than just to be the, try to come in and be a, a savior or, or a seamstress and stitch it, stitch it up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my evaluation on that is like we thought Emery was going to be more explosive than he has been, right? You know, more of a total package. And this guy coming in, you know, sometimes he just 
he looks like a damn high school sophomore out there just making plays and making mistakes. But Emery's still making a couple of catastrophic mistakes too at this point. He's much older. Sure. Do you take, you know, and it, Richardson seems just got a little bit more juice at this point of the season. So, I mean, if you're Mullen, you, do you shit or get off the pot when it comes to yeah. EJ and, and play the next guy? And EJ the enters question. the transfer portal. That's the question. I, I think, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw EJ start in, in a rivalry game like this, you know, and this atmosphere, him kind of start and let the nerves settle. And if he give him a chance and if he's having one, you know, one of those games like we, we, we sat here and talked shit about Emory for two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then he and then he popped off, you know. And maybe it's like, I need well, to, maybe I need to talk negative about him, right? And so who knows? I think he's gonna have the chance, but I think that earlier rather than later, if he's not, they're not gonna sit there and struggle with him throughout the whole first half. Um, I think that if we see a couple, you know, three and outs or a couple or a mistake made, a couple picks or, or not taking care of the football, not making smart decisions, I think Mullen goes, all right, we got nothing to lose at this point in this season. Yeah, pull him. Cut the Exit cord. stage left, and let 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 AR fifteen come in there and try to be. I mean, I think that's the that's the cat that could end up being an X factor against this Georgia defense. I don't know, dude. It's tough for any anybody to have an offensive X factor when my Heisman favorite's playing nose for the dogs. Jordan Davis. That dude is. I mean, we got to compare him to like some of the biggest dudes in history. I wish somebody would like throw out stats to like who he's comparable in size. I mean, this guy's like. Like uh, Clay Campbell, but chubbier. Yeah, right. Your re- what was your reference earlier? I like uh, that. Who the uh, John Henderson? John of the Henderson. Jaguars. Slap me in the face. That's one of the greatest. That's one of the craziest videos. I mean, he's like harder. Meatheads, <laughs> he's like, dude. Yeah, he's like bleeding. He like gets a nosebleed. He's like, all right, I'm good to go and runs. Yeah, out. let's let's but go. Yeah, he didn't fit. In a, he didn't fit in a door frame. He had to open up both doors to get that guy out on. The, he's like know, Andre he, the what Giant. Six nine, three hundred sixty pounds or something, dude. Andre the Giant. Um, but again, if you like, it's like in Dominican Sue that year. Tyron Matthew, come on, let's let's do the right thing and start giving it to the best player, and not goddamn Oklahoma's quarterback. Yeah, you know, well, like it's not gonna be Oklahoma's quarterback. You, but but yeah. you know what I mean. That's what they do. It seems like award. every yeah. yeah, every year it's like, oh, Oklahoma's got a guy that's throwing, but they lost a couple big games. But he threw for a, a hell of a lot. Let's give him the Heisman. You and know? you already you already know after they after it went to a wide receiver last year that thing's got circling back to a quarterback this year. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe the blue bloods are like, oh man, we got to get that thing back. But yeah. I hope I hope <laughs> it is a change of things. And now, you know, maybe there's a day. And O lineman gets the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never. <laughs> but they'd have to, some, they'd you know, have to say want, his name out loud. You know, you look. <laughs> there's what been one defensive player in history, Charles Woodson. Yeah, everything you know. Back in the day, it was running backs won it, but that's because no one could throw that damn beach ball they had. <laughs> you know, and half of the guys were like chubby, drunk white guys out there being. You know, Doak. I wonder if Doak Walker would get broken in half in today's college football. Probably. We're like Frank Sinkwich. Who else? What's another old school guy? Oh, that's old school. Who like was 5'10", buck 80, smoked a pack of cigarettes. On the sidelines. And then they're going to run the wing T-Veer against uh, old homie for who plays for the dogs. Are you, You're telling me that Fran Tarkenton ain't going to get snapped in half. I mean, again, <laughs> again 
Fran Fran played against some big tough suckers, but like yeah. again, I just think the training and everything is just what sets that apart, you know? Like guys yeah. back in the day that just training was different. They didn't know how to fix an ACL. You played with the torn ACL for 12 years, for God's sake. So you can't tell me. Yeah, you should shot up before the game. Yeah, I mean, if get if, your ass out there, rub some dirt on it. If Ed Too Tall Jones started sports specific training at 10 years old, like some of these damn guys, and you know, then yeah, for sure. But I don't know. But for you know, me and Joe Green, all those Steelers guys, they could play, but they yeah. are also juicing and drinking a lot of beers, dude. How did anybody's me livers Joe Green. Yeah. make it through all the cocaine, all the painkillers? All the steroids, all the drinking. I don't think it. I don't think they did make it through. Did we just get off on a crazy no, tangent we about got a crazy tangent? Um. So Riley, you got, you got Florida. No, I'm taking Georgia. Gotcha. On the pick em, okay. On the pick okay. Em, but I'm and gonna then, bet on Florida to cover though. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Y'all hear that tidbit? Mm. Yep. Tidbit bet, out there. Bet online. Bet, bet online. online. <laughs> AC, what you got, dog? Uh, I got Georgia beating the line. Eating the line. All right, we got our we got our pickums in. We've had we've had some dumb stories, some loose cannons. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. This is SECQB presented by the Believe Network. I am your host Zach Mettenberger, joined by Riley and AC. We love you, Grandma. Keep listening. <laughs> appreciate you. See, See y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.